everybody. Welcome back to Desert Streaming. Marco Casanova here with Abby Ford and Mr. Dean Greer. Hi there. Hello. <laughs> Dean, welcome to the podcast, brother. It's great to be here. Wow, it's great. So fun. Yeah. It was pretty fun in our office today. Um, yeah, we have morning prayer every morning, which is great, right? We open we open the day in, in treating the Lord in various ways. And today, um, we just... We got we got the we got the case of like the church giggles. It was, you know, I kind of like those. It felt good. Yeah, it it releases things. But yes, we couldn't stop laughing and then stop triggering each other to laughter. Mm-hmm. That was what this morning was. Uh, it was a good source of life. It was great. It reminds me of being in the seminary and when something would funny would happen in like these majestic chapels, and you're like. I'm like busting out laughing and I shouldn't be, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Those are the best. Those are the best. <laughs> Something so human about it. It's always where it happens, actually. I know. It's in the places where it ought not I know. Happen. Well, it kind of reminded me, like, I, I don't remember the last time I was in one of those circumstances where it's like, I shouldn't be laughing, but I can't help it. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. It's always kind of fun. It was fun. I feel kind of like, rebel, like a rebel. Right. You know? <laughs> um, so today I want to talk about the spirit of death and how we as children of the father sons and daughters of the father actually have an authority to not allow it to overtake us not allow it to to sort of um, form a cloud over us that's oppressive and sets a low ceiling on us but i want to i want to talk to both abby and dean dean your story is so um appropriate in this topic of of the spirit of death mm-hmm. and i think you have an, a particular authority in helping people to identify what the spirit of death looks like in their own life and mm-hmm. and how how to break it you know and this is not about a prosperity gospel of mm-hmm. if you follow jesus you're going to have just prosperity on every end it's not about that but jesus has come to set captives free mm-hmm. and if we as children of the father are still living under a heaviness a hellish heaviness mm-hmm. we have to identify that and do the proper battle against it mm-hmm. so i just want to kind of open it up and and really um kind of talk about that especially to our listeners who maybe maybe need help identifying like what areas of my life am i just unnaturally heavy mm-hmm. and i need the, the power of jesus and his body to break it mm-hmm. so dean um how about you just kind of tell us a little bit about your own story and obviously you've been a, a part of desert stream for a long time you're mm-hmm. a pioneer in the ministry mm-hmm. um but yeah just kind of give us a little bit of a background of who you are and especially as it as it relates to this spirit of death and how jesus in a particular way has empowered you Mm-hmm. to 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 live a life freed from that and to continually break it when it bobs its ugly head. Yeah, it's 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 been a theme in my life and I think everybody can relate, you know, mm-hmm. in John 10:10 10, 10, Christ says that the the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come that you would have life and have it to the full. And there are not many people who who can can say that they have lived in the fullness of that life. And, um, I mean, the, the enemy works overtime to bring, to bring defeat and despair and, you know, at the, at least depression, you know, Mm -hmm. 
and in my life that was related to who I am as a man, you know, initially as a boy and just coming against my gender, my identity. And I've, I looked in, in many ways to feel like I had something to offer mm-hmm. and to feel like I, I had a place at the table. Um, and all, all the all, all the options that I chose, unfortunately, were options that the enemy was 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 putting before me. Right. Um, homosexuality. Um, yeah, that was that was probably all I needed to to <laughs> <laughs> to find destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, it ended up with an HIV diagnosis that was really what brought me to my knees in repentance before the Lord. Yeah. And when I found myself back in, in my church community as an adult, I was, I was walking it out. I was pursuing the things of the Lord, but honestly I didn't have a lot of hope because of the HIV diagnosis back in, in 89 when I was diagnosed, it was still very much a terminal diagnosis. And, Mm. you know, they told me I would have if lucky 10 years to live can never wow. have children, can never get married, you know, so I didn't have a lot of things to hope for. And, um, that, that left me really defeated. Um, wow. fortunately I had a, I had a community around me that believed where I couldn't believe and encouraged me in the truth, really encouraged me to go after what the Lord had intended for me, mm-hmm. um, to not be disqualified because of the, the things um, that had been spoken over me, but to really hold fast to what the Lord had purposed for my life. And so I did. I, I, I perhaps was a little naive to, <laughs> to think that, that I, could, I could embrace all that I truly desired. Right. Um, but the Lord continued to show himself faithful and continued to... to pour out his mercy in my life and you know I'm, I'm happy to say now that I, I am um, still alive in case you were wondering um, he's only 30 so we're still the jury's out we're waiting to see what happens now no, no, right. tell us really how, yeah. much longer than no honestly I, I never thought I'd see 30 wow. and you know I'm well into my 50s now and um, it, it's beautiful I've been married 24 years wow. have an amazing son Amen. So what the enemy wanted me yeah. to believe was impossible. God, God said, "No, no, I've I've come that you would have life and have it to the full." Amen. And I I've really come to see how when I align myself with the life that Christ offers us, it it becomes relevant in my life and becomes a, a reality. Mm. And um, it doesn't mean I'm I, I I'm not tempted to to despair attempted to defeat um the enemy knows what buttons to push so no dana um thank you Mm -hmm. thanks for sharing your story it's awesome it's a it's a testament of how jesus really does give us the grace to fight well yeah um i'm reading this book by archbishop chapu it's called things worth dying for Mm -hmm. and he talks about like when you finally evaluate death as a christian i mean obviously the ultimate one would be martyrdom, but 
just death as a, an honest Christian. Mm-hmm. He says, you finally be, you're, you're finally able to challenge your spiritual mediocrity. Like, am I actually in this to win it? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it, when I hear your story, I think, wow, you could have easily said, you know what? I'm positive. I'm just going to give myself completely to this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I have nothing else to live for. Mm-hmm. And instead you took the narrow way to say, I'm going to surrender everything to Jesus and I'm going to die for him. Yeah. I'm not going to die under this diagnosis, under this homosexual low ceiling. I'm going to allow him to, to break the power of that over my life and allow him to define my life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is, that's just, that's just really powerful. And I find it interesting that the enemy goes after the essence of our life and our love yeah and and what should be the generator of life he he loves to tinge and thread with death Mm. yeah and your your life is a testament of okay yeah he can do that but we can break from it yeah yeah that's so i i just every time dean shares his story i mean it reignites me for more life Mm. and i think it's the effect of every place where I've seen and heard Dean share to the whole room in that way, we need people who are willing to say, I, I, I want to stand up for what the Lord has for me for this abundant life as in John. And unless people go first, I think others don't believe that it's possible. That's what I hear all the time yeah. as we go through the church. When we talk about our sexual brokenness of many kinds, homosexuality, pornography, what we hear so often is that like, wait, that's possible for me? I thought this was the end for me. This, I thought this sentence was my final one. And so stories like Dean's and, yeah. and really so many at Living Waters, it gives this vision that, oh, God's not done with you based on your early brokenness. Yeah. He has more. I was, I was sharing at a, a church recently in town here in Kansas City, and this gentleman got up and he shared his testimony alongside a teaching that I was giving and he shared so powerfully, but he said, you know, he was exposed to pornography early on and it just became his go-to for kind of decades of his life. And, and it suffocated him. But when he wanted to get free, he said to start fighting this battle that God, not only do you have more for me, he kind of knew God didn't want him addicted to porn, but the, the question I think in his soul was, can I have more life? This was like a death sentence, but something he said struck me so powerfully because he said, for so many years of my childhood, I didn't even realize pornography was like morally harmful to me. I didn't mm-hmm. know that it was. Mm-hmm. And when he said it, something just rose up in me. It was kind of like the, the fighter of the Lord in us who has such compassion. We, we begin feasting on dark pools so early in our life and what kind of god would we love and serve if he didn't have compassion to say yeah you got ensnared in that when you didn't even know it was evil yeah and no but i'm sorry like bad for you years later like i'm gonna you're still gonna just just have that as your the best that you're gonna get no what kind of god do we serve we serve a god who says oh i've always had more life for you and of course I'm going to move in that, right. in the midst of the darkest places, the, the most, the places where life has most been robbed, I'm going to restore <clears throat> and resurrect life yeah. in you. That's God. Yeah. And we don't, we don't hear enough of those witnesses. And so we don't believe, mm. we don't believe that anything <clears throat> is possible in the Lord. And of course it's up to him. He, he gives us his best. And in Dean's case, that's what Dean's story always hits for me is that mm. God's best for Dean 
didn't get robbed. God yeah. could restore God's best <clears throat> yeah. and give it to him. Amen. Yeah, as you're saying that, as a reminder of the, the elder son in yeah. the prodigal story, you yeah. know, where he's so, he, he feels like he's left out, he missed out, <laughs> didn't get his worth, and the father reminded him, no, I, I've always loved you. Mm. Everything I have is yours. Wow. You know, it's it's really resurrecting the truth yeah. within him. Mm. So it's right. powerful. Yeah, I think of um, how we need we need prophetic friends yeah. to keep us from under the spirit of death. Yep. You know, we need people to, and I, I'm sure you can speak into this, Dean. Like whenever it comes up, like mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm just despairing again. Like I'm coming under that. <clears throat> I I can imagine just in my own life. Um, I need friends to remind me of who I am, Mm -hmm. you know, friends to remind me who the Lord is in my Mm -hmm. life and what he's done and what he is doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I need that. I need the prophetic touch points in my life. Mm -hmm. So would you be able to speak into that? Like even in these, in, in the, you know, this current season of your life, Mm -hmm. do you have those people you go to? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be here if I didn't, you know, there's, there's were have many been many times um, over the years where um, dialoguing internally with with the spirit of death and you know the the real death defining choices that I was entertaining and um, it starts really subtly at first you know like where marriage instead of the source of life that God intends it to be it it, it becomes viewed as as entrapment mm. you know the family you know I, I a family is just the the beautiful picture of of community mm. and it becomes a, a place well I, I, I hate my family I, I, I can't stand being with them <laughs> you know just these these processes that we go through that aren't really rational but right but there's they're so defining and and staying in a community purposing to gather with people and and just speak that out mm-hmm. bring it into the light it gives my brothers in Christ who who I'm committed to walking with it gives them an opportunity to remind me of the truth and yeah as I said earlier, to, to resurrect the truth that's been planted in my heart. Mm. Um, it empowers me to go forward, and it, it helps me to see the gifts that I have um, truly as the gifts that they are. <laughs> Amen. I love really that. Good. Yeah, it's a, it's a stable... It's a stable fidelity, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I, what I hear as you speak, just a stable fidelity. I think my generation is always about the hype, mm-hmm. right? But when things settle and it actually takes an arduous effort mm-hmm. to stay faithful, mm-hmm. I feel like that's when the Lord really starts yeah. to solidify us in our fidelity to him. Yeah. And I just see that in you, Dean. You've been mm-hmm. faithful for so many years and you encourage us. Especially me, twenty nine years old, whippersnapper, to to remain faithful. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you have some hard weeks. Great, mm-hmm. come on. The Lord is going to go deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, He's doing something. Mm-hmm. He's He's solidifying you to remain faithful to Him. Mm-hmm. It's encouraging. I, I wonder, y'all, because we didn't really define how we at Desert Stream view. Like, what is the spirit of death? And as you're sharing, Dean, it's like, wow, spirit of death is a lens 
that we we see through? Do we see through the lens of our own flesh, our own failure, our own vulnerabilities, our own struggles? Do we see through the enemy's mm. interpretation of our life or him saying, oh, whispering mm-hmm. certain lies? So it might be good for our listeners if we just talk a little bit, like what, what do we mean when we say spirit of death? Is it a single spirit? Is it a demonic spirit? What is this? So um, yeah, what would, you, what would you guys say? I have some thoughts, but... Dean, you want to go first? <laughs> no, it's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good question because I remember when I first came to Living Waters, exactly. I'm like, I don't, I mean, like, the spirit break, the spirit of death. I'm like, oh gosh, I don't, what is, exactly. <laughs> what is the spirit of death, yeah. you know? Um, one, a, a thing that comes to my mind, Abby, mm-hmm. and I think it could be multifaceted, like, could it be demonic? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, could it be fleshly? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Could it be despairing and sort of our own, maybe the MO we've adopted that the enemy is magnetized to? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I think of, like, for me, this sort of slothful spirit, this worldly sorrow, this slumping of, Mm -hmm. man, being a Christian is just too hard. That whole thing. You know, how we ruminate on being a Christian is really hard. I'd rather just kind of, I don't know, live homosexually because it's too hard to be chaste and good. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that that whole thing and it's like whoa whenever i feel that in my mind whenever i feel that kind of creeping in i always know i have to do some battle like oh lord i'm i'm starting to become a little slumped in my sloth and um i need to i need i need to ask for the grace of magnanimity we say in living waters this expanse of soul this 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 belief that god has indeed great things for our lives Mm -hmm. despite our sickness joseph pieper says that the sick man has his reward in that he doesn't have to get out of bed Mm -hmm. the the man who is well actually has to move and that's the christian the christian man has to move i can easily come under the spirit of death to say you know what lord leave me alone in my brokenness Mm -hmm. leave me alone in my moral and sinful disorder because it's too uncomfortable to fight against it Almost, honestly, not to be crass, but it's almost giving a middle finger to the Lord and saying, Mm. I actually don't like the plan of greatness you have in store for me. I prefer to be broken and miserable. And um, that's the spirit of death. (laughs) That's the spirit of death that is so, it can be very subtle, very silent. We can actually even accommodate it in our Christian devotion to say, oh, well, like, I'm always going to have this. You know, Jesus really can't break this. Yeah. He can't do anything here. And it's like, no. Mm-hmm. He has a plan to break the back of every, yes, sinful, but also moral disorder in our lives. Yeah. Activating the cross in deep areas and giving us hope. That's what I think of the antithesis of the spirit of death mm-hmm. is is hope, is vision. Yeah. And it's not like walking in a room that's dark and it's like, I hope I don't stub my toe. No, but it's saying, no, the Lord has a plan for me. He has vision for me beyond my broken vision. I want to look at my life through the lens of Jesus, not look at Jesus through the lens of my broken humanity. When I do that, I domesticate the Christ. I domesticate him into, I don't know, kind of a boring, underwhelming, weird sort of guru, you know? But if I look at my broken humanity through the lens of Jesus, he has powers to set me free in areas that maybe I don't even hope in yet. Amen. Yeah. When I think of the spirit of, I, I, I like the, the idea of a shadow, mm. like just being covered in the shadow of darkness that 
distorts the truth um, of the kingdom of God in our lives. You know, Psalm 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really, it, it just defeats um, the truth that we're meant to walk in and causes us to, to align ourselves with deception. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're not meant to live there, but we're meant to, we will walk through it, but there's a, a, a place where as, as believers, we, we are able to walk through it. Yeah. Um, and really align ourselves with the, the, the greater power mm. in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. No, I so appreciate all of that. I think that that helps people to identify when we are partnering with that. And I really do think sometimes it is demonic. I know one prayer time I had at a Living Waters training, mm. I, I, it was like a year after breaking up with an, you know, an engagement and it was thought I was doing okay, but didn't realize until a prayer time around this, I felt like this, this something leave. And I don't think it was mm. a demon in me, but I do think it was this oppressive kind of harassing, but, but quiet. It wasn't a loud voice. It wasn't, you know, yelling at me. It was just this low, what it felt like was a low ceiling, but mm. it was something blocking the light. I wasn't able to see the light fully. And when someone prayed, I felt this kind of spiritual lifting. And then I saw in the spirit, the sun, and it was like this shift from dark cloud, wow. heaviness, mm-hmm. oppression. Mm-hmm. And then my partnering with that, which, which was, I think like a slothful, mm-hmm. like this is all there is. This mm-hmm. is what I have access to. And, and in that regard, I think there was a spiritual, a literal spirit component, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes the enemy starts early on yeah. and just robs us yeah. and tells us certain thing about ourselves. And so it may not even be that a demon needs to be there. It's yeah. just something we've adopted about our, our life, our thoughts about ourselves, And so we just live as though the kingdom isn't coming, that yeah. Jesus yeah. isn't wanting to break into our life and restore and redeem. And, and that word, magnanimity, this idea that we mm-hmm. are aspiring yeah. to greatness. Amen. That's what the kingdom coming is. It, yeah. It's Jesus breaking into our earth, which is broken and fractured and saying, I have a kingdom to bring. And <laughs> I'm not just bringing it one day when New Jerusalem comes. I'm bringing it through my people, the church now, yeah. Yeah. if they'll partner with me. And I think that is hopeful. We can stand in this place of, oh, I, I get to partner with Jesus today. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say it, it activates our will. It activates our yes in a way that is difficult sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes we're just under this heaviness and we don't even realize. We wake up in the morning, it's like, oh, this day looks hard. I don't really want to do this day. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I find that I, I usually get to life when I sit with the Lord and press through. It's not usually I just like bounce into it. I mean, some people maybe can, that's great. For me, I have to battle a little. I have to say, okay, Lord, here I am. And, and he gets me there. It's, it's the finding of the narrow way. But once you find it, it's like the stream of living water is there and you're like, oh my word, I'm so powerful. Not powerful to like, you know, well, I mean, you could do many things with that power, but the power that comes, it breaks something and we have life again. Yes. That's yeah. what we want as Christians. Like, give us this abundant life as we walk through every part of our day, as we touch every task we have. Yeah. Let us walk with that. So I, I think it's important. We all battle the spirit of death. It's not just like, oh, if I have these broken wounds, the enemy's taunting us all to settle for less than exactly. the kingdom come, yeah. God's will be done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
not we, oh, we, yeah, we, we have to as you're saying we, we have to make a cognitive choice mm -hmm. um, you know think of Deuteronomy where he says I've set before you life and death yeah. now right. choose life and it's an active um, aligning our will with the will of the Father yeah and um, yeah it's powerful I think it's I think the just for discernment what helps me is is that it can be threefold <laughs> you know the world, the flesh, and the devil. It's just kind mm -hmm. of a simple threefold concupiscence, you know, threefold tendency in us to, to fall into a sort of spirit of death or spirit mm -hmm. of despair. The world in that we, we are acclimatized to our culture, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, yeah, we say we're Christian, but we're also kind of pagan as mm -hmm. well. I mean, we're still living mm -hmm. in Egypt and it's not it the difficult part is not leaving egypt but allowing like egypt to be ripped out of us yeah, you know yeah, and so we have to remember like we are in a culture that is so uh, abhorrent vehemently against jesus and and his mm -hmm. kingdom come mm -hmm. so there's a kingdom clash that happens when jesus comes mm -hmm. secondly our own flesh like i know in myself like i've had years of sowing a road of homosexual lust of addiction to pornography acting out with other people like that of course has implications on my fight mm -hmm. you know like lord take it away all now it's like come on why why can't marco fight mm -hmm. jesus give me the grace to fight yeah to actually build another highway to your kingdom come and then lastly the demonic mm -hmm. i love that um i don't love that but <laughs> i think it's important that we really leave space right. for the demonic because I don't want us to pet the demonic, right. yeah. you know, like if it's the demonic, we have to renounce it. Yes. You know, we have to say, get out. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sorry. We're not going to, I'm not going to let you in my bed. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm feeling really sad and mournful because it's hard to be chased. I'm going to dwell on that for eight days. It's like, no, oh. we actually stand against it. We say, no, we, mm -hmm. Jesus come. I believe you for more. The devil, I don't know why he's magnetized to this day, to this wound, to this emotion, but in Jesus' name, I want to stand in integrity. So Amen. that really helps me. This threefold, <clears throat> this threefold thing helps me to, to discern what, what possibly the spirit could be coming from the world, the flesh, or even, even the evil one himself. So, Yeah, I, I think it's important alongside this to note that that. God gives us hope for redemptive suffering. And I think mm. suffering can some we can sometimes frame suffering or illness or sickness that That's we good. have mm -hmm. um, as like, oh, well, but I'm, I'm so honoring the Lord in this. And we can. Some right. things we don't have control over. We do have particular sufferings, struggles, losses, et cetera, that we, we didn't have any choice or control over. But I think this is where it's so important to understand, okay, am I suffering with and unto the Lord, but giving room for him to break in? Like, yeah. is he still allowed to break in in my <clears throat> suffering? Or have I accommodated suffering this slow place as, yeah. as something that is just my inheritance? Right. Suffering isn't our inheritance, but suffering is a gift at times or seasons of our life to glorify the Lord and to partner yep. with him. But I think it's important because I, I do believe, and I've seen some people come under this idea that, you know, my lot in life is just to suffer. It's like, well, mm -hmm. the Lord 
gives us opportunities to sow suffering into him for right. glory's sake. But suffering is not the end. And we should always be expectant for God to break in and heal and yeah. free and build kingdom right in front of our eyes. So it's important if, if, if we recognize that, okay, I, I'm giving in to this suffering maybe a little too much. I'm partnering right. with it a little too yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah, where has the suffering become a place of comfort or familiarity right. rather than an, an, an open door into the life that, that God has for us? It, it, it needs to be death unto life. Yeah. That's the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. You know, death isn't the end. Right. It's a doorway into the life that he has for us. Amen. And I think, too, like people will, will be quick to accommodate, like, oh, I'm going through a dark night of the soul, mm-hmm. like Teresa of Avila or, or, or Tre- uh, Teresa of Calcutta or John of the Cross or and it's like okay maybe maybe not Mm -hmm. you know but I think it's always good to have good spiritual mentors Mm. to be good soundboards you know before you start accommodating your suffering as a lot from the Lord Mm -hmm. as a as a task from the Lord to be in a singular way in a particular way to be united to his sacred heart to be his Mm -hmm. united to his suffering heart bounce this off of another person, you know, and constantly, I think I always encourage people to get spiritual directors or con- regular confessors or just good spiritual friends who are leaps and bounds ahead of you so mm-hmm. that they can be just honest soundboards to you to say, Hey, yeah, I think the Lord's inviting you deeper there. Or, you know what? I want to stand with you and let's do some battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. This is such a blessing. Blessing to have you on this team. It's fun to be here. Until next time, this is Desert Streaming. God bless you guys. Mm-hmm.